This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, let's talk about federal politics, shall we? Like, we're months away from a federal election, but ever since that bombshell was dropped by the Global Mail newspaper, I think it was back on February the 6th, involving Jody Wilson-Raybould and the Prime Minister's office and the Prime Minister, everything we've kind of known about the landscape of that upcoming federal election has changed. It was kind of like a political earthquake when that happened. So now there's all these questions. How are people going to vote? Are people's minds being changed? Have they decided how they're going to vote? What does all of this mean? It's the kind of stuff that pollsters love, right? So we're going to get into what pollsters are thinking right now, what they've been asking you about that same question. Uh, But we are also asking you in our hot question of the day today about whether or not you've made up your mind. Or can you still, you know, are you still leaving it and thinking, I can be swayed. I want to wait and see what happens. Uh, we've got hundreds of votes on this at our hot question of the day, which you'll find at Simi Sarah 980. 83% saying that, yeah, they've already decided they know how they're voting. Another 17% uh, say no, they can be swayed. I have a feeling that some of the people who've said yes, though, are also people who've just decided who they are not voting for. Do you know what I mean? Like they just know, they just know they are not marking the ballot with that person or that party, uh, but they maybe have not fully decided where they are committing their vote. Now, this is a big issue. And also an update on that front today, a significant change too. Uh, A recent poll showed that environment and climate is very high up on the list of things that Canadians believe will be a hot topic in the federal election. And so because of that, this news today, I think, is even more significant that the Court of Appeal in Saskatchewan, by a a vote of three to two, has decided that the federal carbon tax, so the efforts by the federal government to impose a carbon tax across the country, is constitutional. That's a big blow for Saskatchewan because they are fighting this thing. And Premier Scott Moe in Saskatchewan has said they will be appealing this. So it will likely go to the Supreme Court of Canada for more on that. Uh, But meanwhile, on the federal side, uh, the federal Trudeau government is saying, hey, this is great. We always believe this is true. uh, And we, you can bet they're going to be campaigning on this. So is this something that could boost that party's fortunes? Well, they could use it, right? They could use all the help they can get right now. Because if you look at this latest poll from the Angus Reid Institute, the Trudeau Liberals are really, really down and could use that assistance. Executive Director Shachi Curl from the Angus Reid Institute uh, broke down some of the results of the poll earlier this morning. What happened in the 2015 election, John, is that you had a number of people across disparate political views who had had enough of Stephen Harper and the Conservatives and said, we will line up against a single party and a single leader uh, and, and really sort of come together under that banner in order to achieve a change in government. What we see now, six months from the election, is that coalition is largely fracturing. So these were not dyed-in-the-wool liberal voters who had been doing so for generations. Many of them uh, decided to switch a vote, change a vote, And now they're ticked off. They're not happy with the way the Liberals have been performing on a number of issues. Uh, The SNC-Lavalin case really broke Trudeau's brand because it turns out he was not the kind of politician that he promised to be. Uh, He was a regular garden-variety politician that puts his pants on two two legs or one leg at a time like the rest of us. And that has proven disappointing. So where does that support go? 
it is going green, particularly in British Columbia, particularly among young voters. And so we may be on the precipice of something of a moment for Elizabeth May here. Isn't that interesting? Because like British Columbia is also one of the few provinces in the entire country that has some extensive experience with the Green Party, not just at the local levels, right? Municipal elections, like at the city of Vancouver, uh, but also on the provincial level where you've got the Green Party that holds the balance of power in our legislature. Has that provided some kind of a, a breakthrough for them, perhaps on a federal level as well? So with those polling results in mind that we just heard there, is it possible that we could see a situation where where Canada ends up with another minority parliament? Um, I mean, if we see a minority parliament, there could be all kinds of permutations. I think what we may be on the precipice of seeing is is uh, a Green Party that finally gets more than one MP elected. Uh, Elizabeth May herself has been promising uh, tens and dozens for many years. Uh, this may be the year that, that we see it for the first time. We're seeing uh, the Greens polling uh, at uh, beyond uh, single digits. Uh, mm-hmm. They've cracked 11% in, in this particular poll that we've put out today. But everything must be viewed within the trend uh, and so So we have to see if they can sort of replicate those numbers. Yeah, that'll be the big question for the Green Party, right? Can they take the numbers and actually have a breakthrough? And of course, leading the pack right now is the Conservative Party. So how are the Conservative Party members feeling these days with everything that is going on? Absolutely. If anyone else is is, uh, really sort of gleeful uh, at how things are going in Canadian politics today, it is Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives. Uh, They are within striking distance of uh, being able to form a majority government if an election were held tomorrow. Um, and again, some of that has to do with former Liberal voters drifting to the Conservatives. They will probably lock in and stay with the Conservatives. But the task for Justin Trudeau if he wants to form the next government, is to convince uh, people who have left him for the Greens, for the NDP, and uh, importantly for the undecided column, to come on back under the red banner, uh, to come on back to the Liberal Party. That may be a tough call, given how ticked off voters are at him in particular. He might want to think about some different spokespeople to make that case. Yeah, that's exactly. It's going to be a tough call. But you know what, from what we've seen, or from what I've seen and noticed anyway over the last last couple of months is that the federal liberals seem remarkably tone deaf to some stuff that they should not be doing when it comes to messaging and communications. And yet they still go out there and do it anyway. No sign that that's actually going to change heading into the fall's election. Here's something else that's interesting. With all those results, though, the Angus Reid Institute also found that the top three party leaders each have pretty low popularity ratings. So individually, people are like, yeah, I'm not crazy about that person. However, there is one leader that does have a positive approval rating, and that is Green Party leader Elizabeth May. She's always been more personally popular, certainly than her own party and than the other leaders. And it's sort of the Ed Broadbent factor. Ed Broadbent was uh, the NDP leader in the 70s and 80s. Uh, He was leader for 13 years. The party didn't really do all that much. They had a breakthrough moment in uh, 1980-84, won a bunch of seats at the time. He was the most popular leader in the country. But, you know, when when there are lowered expectations for a party leader, when there isn't an expectation that you will form government, it allows a leader to sort of stick around, 
become familiar, get comfortable with the electorate. And, you know, people people may not know about what Elizabeth May's platform might look like under a green uh, banner, but uh, they remember her from debates, mm-hmm. uh, and they go, huh, well, we like her. She seems okay. Oh, I think that's a great point that Shachi Curl just made there, right? Like, if there's no hope of a leader becoming prime minister, they escape the kind of scrutiny that the other party leaders receive. And so with Elizabeth May, you go, yeah, she did a good job. I like her. But how much do people or voters, how much time have they invested really in finding out more about that? Well, it's something we're going to find out. You